Okay, well, I'm talking to uh, Jim Bob of Made by Jim Bob fame. You may have seen his comics, his memes. Um, so I uh, became aware of you in, in 2020, and uh, I, I saw these cartoons going around um, everywhere. And I was like, my first thought was, like, there's a cartoonist who is, like, awake <laughs> you know there's there's somebody who knows this stuff i was kind of amazed because it looked like you know really like professional work that you would see in um uh, in the newspaper or a magazine or something and i was like who's doing that you know thank you appreciate <laughs> well, that yeah you're welcome uh yeah so i've been a huge fan ever since um and so i wanted to ask you first of all what uh you know what were you doing before this whole like you know, COVID fiasco went down. Were you, were you still doing cartoons? I assume you were, or what kind of work were you doing then? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. My, my trajectory, my path for cartooning was interesting because I started drawing, you know, I was always drawing something as a kid even, and I just didn't know what I had to say really. And so I think it was 2016, the whole like Trump thing. I've, I was in LA, I was just default liberal Democrat, like really binary political thinking. Um, and I remember voting for Obama and being like, yeah, he cries and all this stuff. And then, um, and they, and then he started, they started bombing people. And then I was like, Oh, I have to, I want to draw a cartoon. And I had my first cartoon that I realized that could actually be spread around the internet with at a level, at a magnitude, I didn't, couldn't imagine. Uh, it was actually a game of Thrones meme. That was just not political at all. It was just one of the characters at Starbucks and there's like a funny, you know, uh, you know, phrase to the Aria Starbucks girl or Aria. She has a phrase, a uh, girl has no name. And I, I made that at Starbucks. It's silly. It's stupid, but it was like, so timed, uh, you know, just the timing of it, uh, relevance and the delivery somehow just went everywhere. And I thought, wow, I, it would be really fun to be able to do this and, and know how to do it effectively. But I didn't realize I would be going into other realms of topics and uh, philosophy and culture and all the, all this other stuff. I didn't realize. Um, and so, yeah, I went to, eventually I, I did an Obama meme that I just, you know, the famous meme of him dropping the mic, you know, famous, you know, I just yeah. swap, I just drew that and I just swapped out the mic with a bomb and, oh man, did that, did that ruffle some feathers in my community or whatever, you know, in LA, you, yeah. you know, once you hit a, you know, uh, sacred cow, as, as many of us call it, once you slaughter or you hit a target, you get the reaction and you don't, you know, it's like you don't want to just be provocative. You want it to be true. And, 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 you know, if it hits a button, it's because it's true, probably. I mean, unless it's a blatant lie. So, um, and cartoonists do that too. Um, and so, yeah, it went from that. And then I like realized that like there was something off about that whole political ideology and then I moved in the safe libertarian zone, um, sort of where it's you can't be characterized as left or right or extreme in any direction. You're just kind of under the radar. And I remember staying there for a little. And then uh, and I did a, probably my first book, Savage Memes Volume One, was mostly sort of libertarian, maybe like classical liberal uh, themes and, and stuff, because that's where I was mentally. And I think I just graduated to just more extreme stuff because um, it's not about politically uh, politically being extreme the way the word extreme is. But I think it's um, I don't know, maybe just 
becoming a father and, and trying to get a sharper handle on a narrower, truer path, you know, a rigorous trajectory. You don't, you know, you don't want to be floaty with everything. There's something about pursuing the truth that actually does divide. It does cut. It is extreme. Yeah. I think pursuing the truth is extreme. Yeah. Cause it kind of leaves now things are, I mean, everything is extreme because people are just on fakery. You yeah. Know, fallacy. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was it. And then I just, you know, I eventually started moving into further right stuff. And then I was like, and then, you know, probably in the last year or so, I kind of see both sides as mostly a false paradigm that has some true angles on either side. So any given topic, but those are like particular angles. They don't really encapsulate an entirety of like, say, a worldview for, for someone. And you don't have to fully participate or tag yourself in a group that's very tempting to put a blue jacket on or a red jacket or the, you know, don't bite my snake shirt or whatever it is. And I just, I have no, uh, it's not, I don't even have the impulse to do it anymore. Like I used to remember what that felt like to be like, I need a, you know, I want to be on a team that's clear. And then, you know, it's, you feel good. You feel safe. You feel supported. And uh, once you get into like a little bit more of truth as your pursuit, um, you inevitably hit into, I mean, what's inevitable is some sort of theology. Like you, if you really start exploring it all, but, um, but in the near term, you start to see that you can then call out fakery on the right and the left and you be free of it because you're not, you know, it's, you, you have no loyalty to political binaries. You might have a preference to one generally, but uh, you don't have a loyalty such that you can't just like totally like throw a dart, you know, at the at the, the team you think you're on. And that brings up it's a, a whole other like, uh, you know, infighting. They, they're like, Jim, Bob, stop infighting. And I'm like, in what? <laughs> True. Where? Where? I'm like, I'm at home. Like I have three kids. Like where? <laughs> in where? <laughs> those the, yeah and i mean the, they label sides like that for a reason you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's uh it's all a dialectic really yep. if you ask yep. me yeah totally and it's yeah. and it's useful too so it's not like a lot of people go into this like everything's fake and i've done it uh, next week i might do it just like oh shit everything's you know totally illusory fake nonsense but there's always some hint of truth and that's what actually brings people in so there's a hint of truth to the sympathetic uh, compassionate side of leftism that draws the people who are really sensitive to things. And yeah. they do recognize something wrong, but they can't quite ground it or explain it, but they kind of know they feel like this side's doing that better. You know, Oh, they're more you know inclusive, whatever the thing is. And it's actually drawing on something that's real and true for people. It's just, it kind of the, these dialectics, they reformat it and they've reformat it quite you know now it's pretty you know overt that it's a business model like you know all of them are business models and you look at like the people who you know if you if someone's um you know wants to you know own the left they go to ben shapiro and crowder and prager you and all this stuff and it allows you to fight these minor sort of like back and forth ping pong i call it like a ping pong game right you know and and it's within a paradigm. It's within a sort of a controlled range of discourse. And then you can't really go outside of that. And even if it's like not too provocative, which, you know, I don't even know. 
I have no guide for that anymore. I used to have a guide of like, oh, that'll be provocative. And then some things I think won't be controversial and they're in, they cause the biggest reaction. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Can you name something that? Yeah. That kind of blew yeah. Up like, like that. Like I knew people uh, would react, at least call me like an idiot or something funny. Like they'd be funny about it, about the moon landing. Like I, I out outright deny that we landed on the moon. Like, <laughs> Okay. Outright. Um, and so, but when I would make fun of it or do like a meme or like a, I did like a funny um, skit where I'm interviewing Buzz uh, Aldrin back in the day, I just inserted myself as an interviewer and um, and stuff like that. And I always try to do it in a funny way. Uh, but the reaction from that, I think it was like 1500 followers lo- lost in a day just from that. Wow, like, really? you know, as opposed to like, you know, making fun of like a trans movement or something like, you know, whatever, you know, something that's, oh yeah, that is very, you know, we, we have to really tread water here. Like that kind of stuff. No moon landing, really? just, just like, but, but that's, that's, what's interesting is that once you, it also shows something, it means that there are targets or things and topics that are actually are outside the general dialectic that we just discussed, let's say left and right. Right. And, yeah. and they exist outside and thereby the, the attack comes from both. So they're like, yeah, I'm, I like socialist program. And Ben Shapiro's like free market. And then you're like, I don't think we land on the moon. And they're both like, ah! you know, and I'm like, <laughs> I, I think <laughs> science is like the biggest God in a way, right? Oh, oh to yeah. All, oh yeah. All sides. Oh, yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, there are definitely people within the conservative side of things mm-hmm. who are just like, if you, I mean, if you say something out of there, like, mainstream Mm -hmm. paradigm oh they lose their shit oh definitely and just look at you know if you think i mean it's amazing that the last two years still and i'm no longer surprised because i again i see the business aspect i see these a lot of these um, right left media are really sponsored by big pharma in some way they're in there there's not one big pharma um or one big main network that doesn't have a, a board you know of big pharma on on the board right so so you understand it. I hate it. I, I would be like, how could you do that? You know, and they, they'd just be like, well, it's a job. You know, if you see through it, then fine. But, you know, this is what pays. You know, that's kind of like the take, it seems like, from people. They're, they just participate in it. Um, but, but in the last two years, you can see how a fake, you know, exaggerated, whatever you want to call it, just a, a narrative can be delivered at such a massive scale. And all you really need is about 15, 20% agreement about it early on. So till you hit a tipping point and then, and then everybody agrees generally with it. And then it's too late. You can't, you can't question Then you look like a lunatic. (laughs) And then if they can establish the lunatics early, then they can have their Russia collusion battle back and forth for years, you know, ratings, money. It's called, actually, there's a term for it in, um, in money in like, uh, in stock stuff it's called um it's called availability entrepreneurship uh, availability um let's say it's called a, an availability cascade and so a cascade is 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 sort of just like think of it as a wave right and there's a peak and there is a um a shelf life of the wave and consider the wave a trend a trend that establishes um focus and confidence in a certain thing. So in money, it's, it's like a trend in like mutual uh, one stock or a group of stocks. And you could actually manufacture some sort of committed um, value 
you know, in this in this trend. And you, you call that the wave or, or the, the cascade. And and so what happens is if you can keep those up, like let's say Russia collusion was like a two year cascade, like like it didn't even matter if the right was like, this is silly, they still used it as a cascade. They still talked it into existence, right? Because yeah. it draws eyes. And then you pull uh, eyes off the, you and I, who are these little guy internet people who try to, you know, deliver something authentic and, you know, and, and they, they need, they need to steal the eyes and bring them to the, the main stage, in other words. And so these availability cascades are totally possible if we are, if I'm clear that they happen at the at the level of like virology, you just ge- general consensus, you get all the white coats, you get everyone doing the same talking points, you deliver all the same protocol, all the same management, all the same language. You know what I mean? Where's where the hell is uh sorry for the rant. This gets me pumped. Um, no, go for it. Where I know he's really old now. Um, Noam Chomsky spends his life. He spent his almost his entire life studying linguistics, linguistics, but specifically um, turning language into warfare language and like translating warfare language onto other paradigms, you know, and is that not what we exactly saw? Oh, the front lines, the front lines, you know, here, the heroes, the war on the war, you know, swap war on terror. Swap out scary Muslim people, put an invisible yeah. French tickler virus that might be in your ear and you give, you know, it's right there. Maybe not. Uh, it's so easy to manipulate it's the same people. model. Yeah, it's really. a model. It's a model. Warfare model. Yeah. It works and it works brilliantly. And the, for the people who see it, it gets us super frustrated because we're the crazy ones screaming. Don't you see? Don't you see it? You know, and then, you know, and that helps them, too, because don't you see it makes us look crazy. It really does make us look crazy because, like, you know, you get in that. What's that old quote where the, you know, like the the crazy people, the ones speaking the truth, look absolutely obscene and absurd. Yeah, I know. We we have that. We have that now. It's it's established. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead. I just kind of resigned myself to to the fact that, like, I don't know. I'm I'm going to be able to like affect just a few immediate people here mm-hmm. and there. You know what I mean? I'm not going to make like this huge impact probably. Right. I don't know if that's the right mindset, but I, I, I feel like that's the most realistic at this point. Yeah. I've actually taken that approach too. is yeah. that um, not only small impact um, or it's, it's smaller magnitude impact, bigger impact personally. So the people yeah. you meet and touch, I count this, you know, I see your face. We, I can understand you, you know, directly as opposed to this general um, one to abstract many concept of changing the world, waking people up, you know, that whole waking up is like, yeah, we, uh, we appeal to it, but there is also a way they can manipulate that too. the, the wake up people thing where you get a sense that you're in this like weird matrix and that you're really affecting things because of likes or like shares or whatever. And, and really your impact is with people on the personal level, one-to-one, the people in your life, the ones you check up on, you know, and talk to them and, and see how they're going. And, and um, you know, that's a whole other metaphysical world that has nothing to do with new information or me convincing people that we didn't go to the moon. It, it, the win of, of whether they believe something that I'm telling them or not, is almost minus. It's like a. It's trivial compared to uh, developing and maintaining important relationships. Where I know enough people 
that think I'm insane and we can still have a beer and laugh <laughs> at how they think I'm insane. And I think they're insane, yeah. you know, and then I'll flag down a, a bartender and then I'll just be like, I don't think we went to the moon. And she'll be like, you know what? I don't either. And then they'll be like, what the, f-? you know, like, <laughs> but <laughs> it's all surprised. in fun. It's all in like, you know, I'm learning that uh, you take some of the significance out of this, right? It's important but there's a level of significance that m- turns people off that even makes you icky, you know, when you're too yeah. significant, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, like this, this weightiness, like you're like, and then you're mad that people don't get it. And then, you know, like you become it, too dogmatic in your yeah. own. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Yep. That's true. Um, so. I, I definitely want to get more into to the moon thing, but since you mentioned virology, I, I had been wondering. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if you watched any of my other episodes but we cover it a lot um i'm wait do I'm, you do you cover it do you have to do code language or what um i i'm not on youtube anymore okay. i don't even bother with oh, youtube anymore okay. so I, okay you can say whatever you want okay. um it's it's like whatever now but uh yeah i i mean i've covered everything from like this you know step-by-step virology and stuff i'm a big believer in terrain theory Mm-hmm. Um, I heard you mention something in another episode about um, fevers being, you know, like uh, uh, your body basically healing. It's a mm-hmm. healing mechanism. Yeah. So I wondered what you thought about the virus. You know, my um, belief is that it doesn't exist and no virus exists because that's just uh, logic. <laughs> yeah. Well, I um, I'm not well read enough in the no virus, but I understand uh-huh. enough to see just just a general analysis of what I've seen, um, like things like exosomes, things that are indistinguishable when you say you found something, um, which is funny because I actually relate that to my distrust in astronomy. There's actually a what I call identical PCR test in astronomy. You look out and then you determine something you're looking for and you build a machine that finds the thing that you're looking for, but you determine what that thing is, you know? And so the PCR test is like that. Like you're like, well, craft a candidate section of something and then see if it matches at any given rate you know that we design and call it a hit and be like you have it it's in you (laughs) and then and then you're like yeah but you could basically run that cycle a couple more times and find a rhinoceros in inside your elbow or something you know what i mean like you can find some cell that matches some other thing and they're like you have you have banana you have banana in your arm because all the biology and and the dude who unfortunately died who invented the pcr test knew this he knew what it could could do but he knew more so uh carrie mullis uh what how it could be abused and he was all over he was all over fauci and the thing the thing i love is that people completely discredit the guy like no he went he went crazy he went crazy yeah he was doing drugs yeah 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 No, so the whole virology thing, I, I think um, I, I just look at it from the perspective of like, well, uh, um, you know, and people hate this analogy, but I just look at like laughter and yawns and other things that yes. two people next to each other could affect. And I could just as well call a yawn a symptom. Yeah, it's tiny, but it really is an actual thing that's happening that you couldn't possibly argue was transmitted, right? You, you didn't catch a yawn. Yeah. You didn't physically. So there's some, I think we're overlooking uh, a lot of other things that occur cyclically uh, based on where we are. It might be based 
in a large geog geographic location, or it might be based in seasonal stuff where your body will go through the flushing of something, right? No matter what. Yeah. And then, but there's this also this concept of like, um, they're convincing you that we should avoid sick. And, and it's easy to agree with because being sick's not preferable, but that doesn't mean it's not necessary. So growing isn't, isn't, uh, you know, some growing pains or something or a toothache or things that that we have ailments that are sometimes the um, the blinking light like they're the ailment and the symptom um, aren't identical. Sometimes, you know, most times your, your body's fighting something or getting rid of something or reacting to something. And you'd be like, well, I mean, the, the logical end of their view of how to never let us get sick again they might as well take all pain away too. That's like the next step, like the well-being, you know, the, we want to increase the well-being of all people. So we're going to do all these vaccines. And guess what? We have this new vaccine that makes you not feel anything. And then they're going to start injecting allergies, right? They're going to start doing meat allergy injections and go, do you want your baby allergic to meat? And they're going to start pushing that and all this customization. I think the whole virus thing and the COVID narrative is designed as a platform entrance into uh, a, a big wide world of economics, uh, genomics, the study of data, the access, um, the delivery using uh, like uh, little uh, paramagnetics like that deliver, um, yeah. you know, they're going to say, oh, we can deliver, we can deliver all sorts of medicine. And the thing is part, some of it's going to be actually true. Like some of it, like, like something that's actually real, like some, something that's, eating your body away and, and you have to intervene, let's say, um, let's say, let's say intervening with like diet and exercise doesn't do it. And they need to go in and isolate cells and try to remove cells or something. They're going to use new technology and they're going to demonstrate that in some portion it's effective in some context, but hmm. then that's just going to be like all, you know what I mean? Look, it works here. <laughs> all. You know, and so <laughs> right. I think that's what they're doing with uh, general the the general paradigm of of uh, pandemics in general, like not just it's like they highlights virology, but it's really about also a wider scale of systems that they can launch that's consistent with like general health, general health. Health is the new terrorist, basically, you know, the 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 world not just the world, the, the universal, the, the, there could be, you know, like a, they might, they may have found a virus. NASA will come out with a virus that they found in the sky, in the space. space. I swear. I swear. <laughs> Next five years, five years. Oh, space virus. And that. then it's it. And it could land or, it could, you know, we don't know, you know, this kind of stuff. We don't know. It goes that, back to the warfare model, right? Like the, totally. the, these viruses are the Taliban. They're yeah, just, totally. Know, the, the, the Taliban totally. of your body. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, I pictured an image of like the, the you know, the cliche Taliban with the suicide vest, except his head is just a coronavirus. <laughs> the French tickler. There you go. It's so, a new meme right yeah, there. It's just man. like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think you obviously you you focus on it more. I'm not as studied in the actual biology and all. I have some of the books, uh, honestly. Um, you know, goodbye germ theory and all of that. Yeah. Um, and I just, um, I haven't been able to really get in fully. It's a lot of information. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm visual. Uh, so it's, it's hard if it's not an yeah, audio. Same. So, so but I you, do. Yeah, have you not looked into like uh, how they actually do the, the viral cultures? Um, 
you mean how they first got it from some like Asian lady? Like how, like how they prove a virus? Because I want to be responsible for like red pilling you right now. <laughs> OK, <laughs> yeah. No, actually, I'm just going to I'm going to just delete anything I think I know and I'm going to let you deliver. OK, I'm going to attempt to give you like a really brief red okay. pilling on on okay. uh, viral cultures. So, OK, let me use an analogy that I kind of made up. Let's say, all right, uh, I want to prove that cotton balls are dangerous. OK, so I say, well, I got to do this in a culture. This is how it's done. I put a cotton ball in, you know, in a Petri dish in the Petri dish as part of the culture medium. I use kerosene and then I put a hot lamp over it. I come back in a little while and that cotton ball bursts into flames. And then I basically take pictures. I proclaim myself the discoverer of the dangerous nature of cotton balls. Uh, what is the problem with that experiment? Well, you're initiating the cause, the, the independent variable yourself, and it's not observable in nature. You're not, you never observed anything in nature first. Bingo. So, yeah. so what they do with viral cultures is they put these monkey cells that have been starved, starved monkey cells, right? And they, they put it in a culture with um, their, their monkey kidney cells, right? They put it in a culture with toxic antibiotics. And some of those antibiotics are nephrotoxic which means they're specifically toxic to kidney cells, <laughs> okay? So they come back in like a matter of days or whatever it is, and they're like, oh, these kidney cells died. It's a virus. And they see all these little <laughs> particles from the breakdown of the death mm-hmm. of the cells, and they're like, oh, it's a new virus. And then, you know, they, they have some, you know, bullshit test, the, like the PCR test, just to make sure, you know, it's, it's valid. Yeah. Um, and that's how they come up with like, every virus essentially now i have a question because i yeah. still um totally go no there's I, I believe in like there's powerful things in the mind i believe in mass psych hypnosis shit like i even yeah. think i'm vulnerable to it being a woke person um but i had a question about like do you think there's other things being manipulated because i was like this is such bullshit the whole time And I even lost my sense of smell for like four weeks and got sick. And I still was like, this is bullshit. Like I'm not, the reason is, is because I, even if that was peculiar to me, I could possibly separate that experience from the onslaught of the presentation beforehand. In other words, like Mm -hmm. I'm being told the, the, the premise of this thing. And so in the event I experienced something like, um, if, if without all that stuff, I would have just been like, oh, I was sick. And, you know, I just uh, my senses were lost for a longer period of time. But that's all I would say. Right. Without all the previous propaganda, we, we, you just be like, oh, that. but I but I wanted to ask you, like, do you think even though what you just stated is is true, is there other manipulations that you think happen like molecular dispersion of stuff that actually does affect you but then they just call that the thing so they have another avenue so they have some symptoms locally that they can go yeah yeah that yeah that yeah i mean it's a deep question right like we know historically they they definitely have like for example uh with polio they were spraying like you know ddt pesticides and and stuff like that all over people like literally on people and then they're like, it's a virus, you know what I mean? So we never know if there's something else going on in the background. And some people point to, um, 
what is it that chemical that round uh, roundup uh, glyphosate you know mm-hmm. some people say like there's a connection with glyphosate and stuff um the the thing i tend i tend to think that that the the 5g towers actually uh, played a part because uh, loss of taste and smell, like anosmia, parosmia, is um, it's it's a, there are symptoms of a radiation poisoning, and that's a newer frequency. Yeah, and yeah. if you look back, if you read a book by uh, Arthur Furstenberg called the um, Invisible Rainbow, he chronicles like how there was a new frequency with every supposed pandemic. Right. Like every time there was a new bout of influenza, there was like, you know, from power lines to radio towers to uh, satellites, whatever those are. um, Those are part of it. Um, So, yeah, that that fits. Also, I think like, you know, first thing I ask people is like, oh, were you wearing masks? Were were you getting rods like jammed up into your sinuses? Yeah, we're inhaling the part just particles of 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 a particle, any particle for a long period of time enough to be like, oh, I. Yeah. yeah, but I like I did a lot of studying on masks uh, specifically, and you can literally get um, uh, nausea and prosmia from inhaling your own carbon dioxide because mm. it's toxic. And you, you literally like screw up the sensors in your brain that tells you like, you know, you, you're you're too to- intoxicated. Mm. So, um, yeah, you could totally get it from that. And I think people are. And then, you know, but it's hard, it's hard to really pinpoint because there's so many, we're surrounded by so many environmental toxins. I mean, there's spraying stuff in the air, you know, so we don't really know, but, uh, and I think some of it, a lot of it was just like, um, people, uh, making too much of a normal symptom as well, Mm -hmm. because, you know, people do. Placebo. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And those are, those are powerful. It's money. We never hear about those ever. Uh, we always hear placebo, even even the establishment uses the, the term enough to keep it in our you know heads. But they yeah. never introduced nocebo and the power of nocebo and how uh, yeah. you can demonstrate, you know, nocebo effect and produce results that, uh, you know, according to modern science would be miraculously miraculous, like a miraculous in the sense uh, of the opposite effects, you know, mm-hmm. like a placebo is similar, but I mean, miraculous, like holy shit, you can get it someone to, uh, by their thinking alone and their context alone, produce results um, that they're afraid of getting, but they manifest themselves. And it's not like this woohoo shit. It's like, yeah, it's, we it's can legit. do that. We can just do that. And so um, they never talk about that. And even the mass psychosis, mass psychosis illness, you found all sorts of stuff until that Malone guy actually said it and then it was gone. I found all sorts of stuff on that. And then the dude went on Joe Rogan and then it's gone like all of it, mm. you know, they just were like, yeah, no, that's mass hypnosis. You know, all this stuff isn't real. I'm like, I, I think it is. I don't know how effective it actually is over, you know, time, but there's also the sea spray program. You ever heard of that in like the fifties? Yeah. Uh, the Navy actually sprayed. Um, well, they call it like some sort of contagion, but I don't know if they would say it's a virus or you would, you know, looking into it, what you would categorize it uh, as they're saying it, but basically they sprayed some shit on the coast of San Francisco and, and all these people got um, all these UTIs and weird stuff happening, like really weird uh, effects. And I don't even know what the whole purpose was, but it's documented. It's like clear. It's like uh, operation sea spray. You're like, Oh, you're just going to spray people. Like, and that was just like, yeah, no, they need to know. We went to the moon. This is the next phase. You're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> You're just going to do shit to us? Like, yeah, 
we know. It, don't worry. It's a small price to pay for the, you know, the technocratic dystopian shit show we're going to have. Uh, I don't know. These, I, I think we we fundamentally un, not you and I, but generally uh, we underestimate the, the psychopathy of people who have powerful positions that uh, don't require money anymore. They, you know, they have projects. They want to test. They want to see what they can do. They're playing Sims with people. And, yes. you know, um, we would think hopefully in a, in a similar position, we wouldn't do the same, but you're, you're, we're talking about people. Money is no object. Resources are no object. Political power, legislation, access to medical narratives. Uh, you know, you can hire, like you just said, you can hire those culture people, right? And get your little minions to do the thing. And then and then you, you're able to run with something. You're able to run with a fear narrative. You, you, oh, the study says this. And then you just, you just go. Then you do the Hegelian turnaround and, and deliver them the remedy. That's probably another yeah. sickness. You know, like, exactly. And then people are just like running around with their heads cut off. And you're like, wow, this is really, they really know how to do the, the performance of it. They, they got it down. And I think it's the, the reason they got it down is I think all of these things, these industry started connecting together you know remember the eisenhower speech where everybody's always talking about you know oh the military industrial complex you know look yeah. at this speech military industrial and they always cut it off and you're like yeah i'm woke uh, pentagon's doing it and if you just watch a little more he talks about the scientific he, he even states the scientific uh, industrial complex is even more so uh, around the corner uh, a oh, fear yeah. a fear for people and what what's going on and and we're in it. We're in this like crazy sort of dogmatic priesthood, a medical priesthood that really has grabbed the hearts of people. And they've they've uh, you know, they've baptized themselves. They literally baptize themselves with an yeah. injection. And um, so it is spiritual warfare. Um, but that's kind of the cool thing. That's where I, I get my white pill is that because I know it's spiritual warfare. It's about looking at what's not true. And then, like we said, we affect people, uh, those who are willing to listen and have eyes and ears to, you know, they're going to, they'll be open to it. And if they're not, yeah, I don't know, you just be patient and hope that they don't do something silly, <laughs> but yeah. it is spiritual because you need to sell um, sort of like a, a metaphysical uh, telos to people. Uh, the trajectory is we're doing it for the common good, right? The, the established philosophy is you know, we're science, trust science because we're doing it for the greater good of all, all people in the one world. And it's all tied into NASA, by the way, one world work <laughs> together toward common, you know, all the other stuff doesn't matter. We're all the same thing exactly. And, and this kind of stuff. And um, I think that really appeals to people because if they can put, if they could, like we said at the beginning, like they can, they can make their God science then they could actually argue their God is a method that can't be, you know, questioned. It's almost more, it's almost more of a dedication than a, a religious person who has faith. And it's not based on science. It's based on something deeper in them, uh, intuition, the goodness of others. That's not scientifically proven. You can't prove the, the goodness of others. You know, you can't, science can't use an experiment to produce uh, what's good in the world or how we ought to live and treat each other. This is not the, in the world of science, but for people who want it to be, they will follow these lab coats, right? They will follow yeah. them. 
but it's amazing. I mean, it's to the point where they are using science um, and actually stopping people from doing science. Yeah, totally. That's science. Science. That's modern science. That's yeah, modern science. It's, I mean, they, they're completely ignoring the, the scientific method. I mean, it's right. gone out the window. Yeah, that's gone. The whole thing. Yeah. I don't know what ha- has to happen because of the um, I actually don't even know the intricacies of how money works and and um, and how things get funded. I assume based on your uh, analysis of the culture thing that a lot of things can just get funded out of just like pure cronyism or or the yeah. or in pharmacy in the pharmacal, you know, the pharmacological aspect is that you you say what exactly what you said you get a team to produce an outcome and you pay them a lot and they're like i'm just doing my job and then yeah. and they're like i just made you know i made cotton dangerous and you're like <laughs> right and then you're and like they, what they don't go with the status along with the status quo you know they lose their funding they lose right. their positions they yeah you know it's a mafia it is a mafia and it's it's actually not just there they've in through the covid nonsense they've expanded the mafia by doing this like essential stuff so all these places, churches, uh, companies that had any, any government subsidy, any sort of help, um, any leverage the government had on some of these companies, they just bowed down. They were like, okay, yeah. we'll do the mask. We'll do this. I don't want to be shut down. Right. And you saw how you can buy like the mafia. You buy the, you buy protection, you purchase protection. Yeah. And the protection it's a, it's Faustian cause it's not protection. It's like, it's actually your detriment. It's actually you're you're selling your liberty and your free will over your body and your choice over your body and your business. You're just selling it all in exchange for this this concept that they're allowing you to do it. Oh, you know, thank you for allowing me to open my business. Thank you for, you know, and it's uh, again, it's it's uh, there's something way more than just information going on because because you and I know, you know. You can deliver just pristine in information and argumentation. And if that doesn't affect someone, you know, something else is it's filtering yeah, it's like, through something <laughs> deeper. Right. So that's why, that's why I know it's, it's spiritual. It's like, there's some, a committed worldview. Right. And then, and then, um, you know, they act according to how the world occurs. And so if people act according to how the world occurs to them, if how the world occurs to them is owned by a media company that sells drugs, right? <laughs> Think about that. If people act according, consistent with how the world occurs to them, not how the world is, but how it occurs to them. If the mainstream media is owned by a pharma, farm, like a pharma uh, mafia, um, and they're the one crafting some of the narratives, you know, wow, what a, be- what a good position for them to be in. I mean, you got them. You got them. Because all you need to do is deliver the narrative of how the world occurs. And even if their direct reality, which you and I both seen firsthand, probably, you know, there's a meme, a guy looking at his phone, it says it's, it's raining, it's beautiful out, and he's holding an umbrella because he's looking at his phone, it says it's raining. This is the kind of guidance, I call it the guidance program, the guidance system, right. that you, you deliver the narrative and the, and the, um, the premise like a, like a comedian does a premise and you get yeah. the people to agree with the premise and then you hit them with the joke, you know? And so a lot of people were hit with the joke, but we, you and I, and many other people, we walked out of that little theater. We were just like, I'm not staying for the joke. I'm I reject the premise. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I rejected the premise a long time ago, but that meme is so true. And it's like, you can see, you can see that happening in front of your eyes with the masks right now. You know what I mean? And like, that's the, the, you know, the visual on, yeah. on all of it. I don't know where you're at, but here in New York city, I mean, I, oh. I still see people wearing two masks. Oh, my brother, I, I grew up in the Catskill mountains and, oh. um, and um, I, I can't, I mean, now I understand it. Cause you know, I grew up in uh, Hunter mountains, a ski resort, like oh, yeah. two and a half hours from you guys. I've been and there. yeah. And so that whole place is, is dependent on New York city. And so New York city makes up 0.008 of the geography in New York state and dominates the entirety of its policy and all of that. So they are affected mostly because they're reliant on that travel. Those, the, the, the people from the city coming in. Um, but he just sent me something ridiculous. Like these people are like, we think there's, you know, ramping up. They're doing, they're going to do it again. Like they're, they're going to be like this, the new strain or whatever. And then people are just, you know, like in Philadelphia and they're just back to it. Like, they, like, it's like a, it's hypnosis. Have you ever yeah. seen it? You ever, I, I've done that like community college. And it's like hypnosis requires sort of like whatever is equivalent to the snap. I don't know in that world what it's called. Like it must be like the cue or some name yeah. for the thing that, that, and then <laughs> right. they, and then the, you can't just come out of it. You know, you need to wait. Right. Even though you kind of know you're hypnotized, you're kind of aware. And then the, the person has to do the other thing, you know, whatever, you know, they make a sound or they go, you know, I love Lucy. That's the code word. I feel like that's happening. And the media basically is doing a form of this, but it's not even metaphoric. It's, 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 it's literal. It's like, yeah. like, I think they're literally doing the tactics of hypnosis, but they figured it out mass scale with these, these fucking black mirrors, you know? Yeah. You know? I mean, these are the people who like did MK Ultra and like, right, they, right. they've been studying psychology forever, right? Yep. So they know exactly what they're doing. And uh, Space Busters did a really great uh, movie. I don't know if you if you've ever checked them out, but they did a whole thing on uh, on how they used to program people back in the '60s on television. Like if you were awake past like uh, midnight or something, you were more like susceptible. Uh, and and literally you could see like certain like they would implant certain words mm. like between the letterings the yeah 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 and and people would be like literally programmed that i think that that stuff's real also they they figured out how to produce basically like a film i don't know how long they did this but like the length of the film but they were able to create a film that one person is actually seeing something slightly or or dramatically different than another person sitting next to them from like an angle and different screens. It's like, remember the old school holograms you walk past like the lunch box hologram and yeah. he man is like, you know, like, <laughs> right. It's like that. It's like screens um, that can control like light basically. And so as long as you can control light, you can actually hide imagery a lot in a lot of places and have people see it even without seeing it sometimes. Um, and so that fascinates me too, because we're dealing with light and we're dealing with frequency, which isn't necessarily uh, that can be information based. I mean, there, there are companies and, and DARPA and there are um, pulse frequency stuff. There's sonic weapon stuff there. They would need to test this stuff out and they're going to test it out on people on us. And, and so I think some of the um, stuff beyond just the visual stuff, is in play. Um, and yeah. again, that might, you know, you mentioned the, the 5g, but it, it might also, um, in, in conjunction with that, it could be, um, 
they're just testing different frequencies. You know, they're just like, oh, let's yeah. just send that one out. And I mean, that and, one and talk about sonic weapons. I mean, those are literally used as weapons. Like they've used millimeter waves for like crowd dispersal. Mm-hmm. Like they use it in the military, right. you know? So they're putting those up everywhere. Like, are you, do you think those are going to be good for you? <laughs> you know? Especially if you, if it's true, if it's true that there are, you know, you know, super nano magnetic particle in the, in the, in the jabbies, yeah. you know, how does magnet, you know, how do, how does liquid magnet react to frequency? I mean, not well, I've done podcasts <laughs> on that too. Uh, I have a Dr. Robert Young, who's looked at blood and the vaccines under the, uh, under a microscope and uh yeah uh it's pretty scary they find graphene all kinds of stuff i mean i i almost you know i don't know what to believe anymore after Mm -hmm. like (laughs) talking to all these people but people are finding stuff you know so i gotta pinch myself every day yeah yeah you you also don't want to get too far you want to know stuff but you know i've been actually talking about this recently and various people in like truth or communities uh, have been sort of uh, you know um, simultaneously coming to a certain point where you know there's a there's a as we go down the rabbit hole and find all these things and then we find lies upon lies you might you got to watch it because Mm -hmm. you can get to a point where you're a complete nihilist like not only are you are you pushed down uh, spiritually you know yeah, uh, with with weight of knowledge of, of the world. Uh, but you're also in a place where you're not sure what's true of the world. And I I've suffered from that, too, because of this skeptic like uh, thirst, right, a thirst for uncovering something that's actually not the case. And that could lead to, you know, time spent and energy spent uh, towards something that might not even uh, affect you directly um you know if you knew it or not and so there is a balance there that we take um that i suggest you you and everybody i know take who's in in our in our kind of mindset our aggressive um investigative um personas that we we want to like you know we want to know uh you know we want and there's a little bit of justice too that we want and that i think that part we have to be careful of too because um you kind of have to realize it might never occur. Not in a, not in a pessimistic way. It's just yeah. that in the realistic way that you don't want your expectations to be like um, the Q people where it's like, we're going to oh, finally God. arrest Hanks, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, we're going to get them. And like, you kind of have to participate in the world as it is and figure, you know, figure out how you're still, um, uplifted how you still can impact people without information and like we talked about in the beginning like that's really important uh to do because people actually need that the people who you think need the information sometimes need like a hug true yeah that's true it's very true yeah you can get kind of you know i i tend to think that um you know how you how you view the world also makes a huge difference um and if you you know you get bogged down by all that stuff then you kind of live in that world. Right. Um, yeah, I think like, you know, the, the, the psychological aspect of, of all of this, I think, plays such a tremendous role that like people don't really understand. Um, I mean, even with the virus thing, right? Like I, I, I talk about this a lot, actually, in other podcasts, but um, the second I stopped believing in like germ theory and viruses and stuff, I haven't been sick since. Right. 
like I, I, and I know part. other friends who have said the exact same thing. And there's, there's a lot to be said about that. You know what I mean? When you stop, you know, believing in this worldview, you know, and you, it's not, it's just not a part of your, you know, mm-hmm. your vision, then it's like, it, there, there's a huge impact. Totally. Yeah. And the virus could be not virology could be scapegoating a group of people or, you know, the, you know, the Freemasons are going to, you know, this, this constant obsession, you know, and I've fallen into a lot of that. It's just that the fear part really ends up being the thing that can get you sick, uh, tired. The tiredness can actually make your body go into protection mode. Um, And so, you know, it's interesting that something could be totally not real, but the fear can impact you ironically the same way as if it was real. And so it's like, it's like, yeah. This, like and I a, think they use that to their advantage mm. as well. I think they concoct a lot of that stuff to mm. create that kind of fear in people. And it, it kind of like advances their, oh, their totally. agenda. Yeah. And then they stay put and then they don't go outside and expose themselves to everything that is external to them. You know, it's like calluses. It's like, you know, you have to, you have to just be in and around things, whatever it is. It's like, you know, um, and I don't know. I don't know. You know, maybe obviously there's a difference between uh, virus as they sell it and like actual bacteria that can get into your body and things like that. Um, so that's a whole other play. Um, you know, maybe people who weaken their defenses just in their mind and their body, they literally become weaker as a system. It's not like just their immune system, like they're, they do less. They walk. They 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 don't move around. They're isolated. It's like a perfect thing. It's a perfect uh, place, you know, for an actual thing that could invade their body, perhaps, or some infection, like something that's legitimately uh, hurting their body could could probably thrive in that uh, condition. Well, that's sort of true, but not true. I mean, with bacteria, it's really like that's that's an example of like, you know, they saw an effect and they kind of like ran with it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Like so toxicity is basically the issue in, in terrain theory um, and bacteria are is a response to that toxicity. But but they're there. They're janitorial. They're like they're helping breaking it down. Right. So mm. what they did was they saw this, they're like, Oh, bacteria look bad, you know? And, uh, and then they just made this whole industry on right, it. Like bacteria right. Cause bad. most of our bacteria is good. Yeah. You have, I mean, everything is pretty much already inside you. Right. So how can it make, so what about sick? like a war, like a wormy thing, like a parasite, is that a different class then? Yeah. I talked about this earlier with a, with a doctor actually pa- parasites. I don't know a ton about like they're, they need to do more studies, but I've definitely talked to people like like uh, Dr. Andy Kaufman, who believes that it's the same type of role as bacteria, where like they they come out as a response to toxicity and they literally like eat the toxicity and then they go away. So, but I think there needs to be more like you know more studying up on on that stuff. But I mean, I, he's a pretty good researcher, so I assume he knows what he's. Talking I wonder about. if they could. It's like ironic that it would require what I call inner space technology. Uh, Again, the correspond the correlation between having us all look at you know Mars. They're going out to outer space. I always talk about this meme of um, there's outer space. They keep you looking at outer space, but they really want to go to inner space. Just like Dennis Quaid. Remember, uh, I don't know if you saw that movie. They go in the body, but the irony is that I don't want any any of that in my body. At the same time, that technology, if it's if it's observant for a long period of time, they could very well discover spontaneous 
um, um, emergence of these things that are, like you said, in our body that that literally look like they manifest out of nowhere. Um, and you're like, well, oh, they're just in there. And so, you know, just like maybe a body decomposing. I mean, do people think like, you know, a bunch of things then like go to the body or are there things in our body that then can come out because our body is no longer uh, keeping them down? In other words, is that what's your take on that? Is that like decomposition or is that the same uh, principle where does that assume that if let's say I just died that that while I'm rotting, if nothing happens, you know, it's not that a bunch of things just attack my body to eat it, which that's probably true but maybe there's maybe these things actually just come out. Yeah. See, it's like the, the problem is like the idea that things are attacking your body, I think is, is the totally like germ theory war warfare mm. thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like in, in terrain, it's like your terrain is your, is your body. Right. And um, you're, you are a self healing organism. So everything that happens happens for a reason as a response to, you know, when you're like overburdened with toxicity, like, you know, you're eating the wrong food, you're eating crap, um, you know, you don't exercise, uh, you know, whatever else you're doing that adds to the load of toxicity, and you can't eliminate it from like the normal ways, like, you know, urine, poop, uh, sweat, all the normal stuff, when it becomes so overburdened that it can't do that anymore, well, your body like, you know, manifests, um, you know, bacteria, uh, you know, um, what, what do you call them? Uh, the worms, whatever. Uh, if it, if it, if you have that level of toxicity, even cancer is essentially like your body isolating toxicity into little sacks, right? Mm. And put like putting it aside to try and help you because mm. you've gotten to the point where like your normal methods of elimination are not working. Mm. So gotcha. yeah, and if you you know you read into like pleomorphism, like you. Um, you know, these things can literally change shape based on, on, you know, what's necessary in your body. And I'm not the best, you know, mm-hmm. person, no, all, I get the concept that stuff, but so but what about yeah. like things like uh, you accidentally like eat feces or something just like general. So feces is a toxin. So if oh, you okay. eat feces, you'll get sick. Right. Right. That makes sense. Like don't eat poop. Cause right. it's yeah, it's toxic to you. So yeah, that type of stuff. So that, but sure. that's bacteria that obviously was being removed from the body. Obviously it's designed not to go back in the body and that's why right. it would necessarily get you sick, even though the same thing is still in your body. It's just, that's, what's interesting is like that, that distinction of like, if the thing that was in your body is now getting out of your body, but it was, it was always in your body. Right. Is that, or, or are you saying the bacteria that's, that's good in your body then does something and then it goes through your intestines. And then when you shit, um, it's in a form that's no longer good. You know, cause, cause the question is right. <clears throat> the bacteria that's in shit that you don't want to eat um, is the same identical thing in, in the same form already in your body, but you're not sick. So that, so are they different that the fact that if you eat the one in the shit, suddenly you're well, sick. Wouldn't- it wouldn't really be in your body. It's like, I mean, your, your poop is basically like everything you've ingested broken down. Right. So it's all, it's basically like putting all the, all the bad, the bad stuff that you shouldn't have eaten, I guess you could say Mm -hmm. um, in, into like, you know, uh, a pellet and then, and then removing it from your body. So I don't know if I would say that uh, it was already in your body because it's uh, 
it's it's eliminating it right so it's right. not supposed to be there okay so yeah. it's a different bacteria so that means there because the there's bacteria in shit and then there's bacteria in our body and like we have what they even call viruses you know like whatever they refer to it's like it's all, all the stuff like you said they is say that, but they've never yeah i don't it. yeah what is it <laughs> it's that thing it's a cor- it's a yeah. it's got the crown you know they found it <laughs> didn't you see it um anyway yeah that's uh that's interesting stuff and uh, you know you see how uh how they appeal yes they have microscopes and stuff but a lot of most of the time when we're we're shown narratives it's pretty much cgi and and that's why inner space yeah. and outer space to me are so similar like they use the pcr test is similar to like um some giant system that detects you know you know some shit that you know like they make up the thing that they're looking for and then yeah. they develop a thing that's designed to look for the thing and you're like you didn't even observe something like you basically didn't observe something and you're assuming this thing that you didn't observe can be observed. So you build a machine, but then you decide the standard for which it, what it would look like, even though you're not looking at it. You know what right. I mean? Like you're, you're just receiving a, a wavelength of something that matches this candidate form that you created that you think it would look like. And you call that like a hit, just like you said with like, Oh, you, Oh, well we, we built a model of the genome of the thing. And then we found something that kind of looked like it through this insane magnification process, you know, amplification process and it matches. Therefore it's the same. And you're like, but same as what though? Same as the can't the same as the model you created. Like that's like, that's not science. All these fields of study really like follow the same kind of model. Yeah, totally. Incredible. When you, when you learn about one and like how it's complete bullshit, like then you just kind of realize how many of them are, are complete bullshit. It takes so much. I mean, the, the, the virology one, actually they might be on par with the same amount of money made. Probably not. Uh, There's probably more money in the pharmacy stuff and, and investing in that process and just appealing to the experts and be like they did it they did a study but then but then you look at nasa and you're like the the bill like it's like insane amount of money and then you don't really ever see anything really they do a little couple of like things and you're like whoa that's crazy but a lot of it is just relaying imagery that you can't verify and most of the people there and this is another element that is probably the case in these little labs that you're talking about the compartmentalization you know i don't know if you saw have you yes. seen the documentary uh, about uh, Theranos? You know, Elizabeth Holmes, she created this fake so. blood testing pro- program, you know, a little machine. And she was swore she was going to save the world and, and make blood testing, you know, over the counter for people to do one drop and you'll see all of their diseases and whatnot. And they get, she got Henry Kissinger to, you know, invest in all these big people. And it turned out to be totally fraudulent. Right. And that it was like a big story about how fraudulent it was. She faked the tests. She faked the, the demos. <laughs> uh, she kept lying and lying, got more money, got, kept getting more money uh, to keep doing this thing. And it was all locked down. All of the systems, all of the protocol was was compartmentalized. So that one team, you couldn't you might not even see the red flag that happened in the other team. And then yeah. the, the team who saw something is then gets uh says it's fine because they just talk to whoever the head person is and you know you keep them all separate and i think that's probably highly likely the case with like like not only pharmaceuticals for a reason of of keeping this thing going but 
but also just like intellect they they say it's on you know intellectual property you know you know you want to separate the people if you're working for lockheed martin designing a, as a chemist designing a a, a drug or a a weapon a chemical weapon or something like that yeah. you're not going to be in on the whole line you're going to be in on a section of the line you know and you're not going to know whether you're in the middle of the section of the process or the end or whatnot right you're yeah be... i've totally heard that yeah so I, that, have you, have, yeah sorry have you read into i mean i don't know how you feel about bob lazar but he talked about working at uh, s4 area 51 whatever you believe they were doing there but he said that he was working on just one thing he wasn't allowed to talk to anybody else in another bay like he was, he was assigned one thing and he needed to figure out how it worked he couldn't ask anybody else anything I think that's how it all works with, with all of these kind of fields. Totally. And that's why I like made a funny, I made one of my memes. It was like, it was like a bunch of people with the masks and, and the middle guy saying, you know how many people have to be in on it? And you're like, not only are you in on it, but you don't even intend to be in on it. <laughs> and you don't even know you're in on it. And so uh, that applies. And, and I think people, I think until they see it, in person or they really just kind of understand how these things work by asking questions. Uh, Cause I could talk to people from NASA. I've asked before, you know, I, like, okay, so what was like a daily procedure? Or like, how did you verify that the thing you were getting in data form was identical to, it means that it, it occurred. And he's like, Oh, it's all top down. It's like, we just get data to computer systems and we just, we just basically say, why would I be getting paid $120,000 if this was a lie? It's so easy. You just, all you do is <laughs> yeah. give them data, right? And then, yeah. and then they go, well, no, but someone verifies the data. You're like, yeah, but not with the source. You, you verify it by looking at it and going, yeah, that all is coherent. There's no like uh, anomalies or something. It doesn't mean you verified like you and I would demand, let me see a virus. Let me see you take this thing you're calling it and give it to someone else and yeah. produce the effect. That's what we want to see. No, never done. No, no, no don't do that. And similar. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's exactly what you said in the beginning. There's the ind the independent variable is never established as the cause. It's a concept. It's a model. Um, they do this in astronomy because they can't, they actually can't manipulate um, independent variables in, in what they call space. <laughs> they can't, they can't have access. They can't like, figure it out and, and move things and go, Oh, cause relationship. They have to assume. And the thing is they could even be right, but they can't verify it. it it's different. You know, they have to assume, you know, this thing and, and similar, if you really could establish uh, a Karunka, you would just be able to isolate it and, and, and transmit it the way you say it transmits or in other ways. And you would have a repeated thing where, you know, this effect over and over again produces by your own scientist. The science is the manipulator, you know, your intervention and they just don't do it. And what's funny is that even with people realizing that the nonsense, you know, even the people who believe it are like, yeah, it just wasn't that severe. They really got out of hand and stuff. Even those people, you know, given if that was even the, the case and it was true, uh, which I don't believe, but let's just grant it, grant that what better uh, situation would you have than to actually just have a bunch of people be like, yo, this isn't that bad. We want to test it more. We're going to actually inject you with it or whatever. I wouldn't trust it, but you would think that would be on the table if they were really like going to, you know, look at it, right. Mm -hmm. The look at how, how you transmit 
uh, uh, the ways you transmit, does that affect how, how bad it is? No, they don't go, you know, the legitimacy would entail that, right? You know, it, it, would, yeah. it would necessarily go to, well, we're going to really get into it. But no, there's nobody like going like, oh, I'm going to get, um, you know, to study it. And since it's, now I know it's not that bad, right? I'm going to go in and get, they're going to administer to me, you know, you know, it, that doesn't even happen, you know, after clearly the, the nonsense, you know, insanity, you know, the insanity uh, that people have gone through and, yeah, and yet there's, they're right, they're going to just put the little muzzles on right away. So it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's amazing. It's like participating. It's like when you go to SeaWorld and they're like, put your gut, you know, put your thing on, you know, like the, you're going to splash you. And then you're like, and the irony of SeaWorld is that like, you're the animals. If you did like a drone shot, it would actually look like the whales and the dolphins weren't the animals. It would look like the humans are just being shepherded through it. And the dolphins are actually looking at the humans and they're like, oh, the, the show's coming in guys. The, the, you know, the, the dolphin elbows, the dolphin next to it. it and that's Another, I don't know if you've looked into like Disney, right? Disney itself, how yeah, that, bit. holy shit. I know that, they're Satan. <laughs> oh, they're Satan. And yeah. they've also, you know, the beginnings of Disney is, is CIA based. It's CIA, it's Bill yeah. Donovan. They wanted to establish a, a, like a, like its own city state, basically a corporate state that is mostly immune to constitutional law, uh, tax-free, uh, establish it almost like the Vatican, but for cartoons, right? And so- cartoons and and that stuff is just like a side element it's like the their their marketing arm but um what's crazy about it is that they're like the testing ground for this corporate uh you, uh, you probably followed like the trend of smart city and all this technocracy is going toward corporate led structures corporate engineered cities right fully yeah. corporate engineered cities and disney's a perfect example and they use um they they test uh, the lines, you know, like all the pass. Even, you remember COVID pass? Like that's a that's actually a Disney thing already. It's just a, just like any amusement park, right? You have a pass and you hit the thing and you go through and there's all these things you go through, like a like the mouse experiment, John John Cal, Calhoun mouse experiment, the utopia. They're basically doing that, and and these mm-hmm. people, these technocrats, were chomping at the bit, right? The the yeah. World Economic Forum, the UN. Um, all the the Klaus Schwabs of the world, Walking they are all. Penis Klaus oh, oh yeah, totally. I call, <laughs> he's like he's like uh, yeah, he's like um, he always he always reminds me of like um, if like Sub Zero had this weird progressive grandpa, you know, like, you know? <laughs> and so so they're they're all like yellow. We're gonna make a city and like um, you know, and and basically. Uh, you know how we think of platforms like, you know, I'm on this platform. Oh, I got kicked off the platform. You know what I mean? Oh, the community guidelines of the platform, this language. Well, cities, their idea is that cities as platform, geography as platform, not as uh, zip code, uh, constitutional law, civil liberties, like mm. platform. You go into this platform, this area, maybe it's fenced. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a just um you know what I mean? Uh, where you track your phone, you're like, you're in this location. You get a yeah. thing. You, do you sign the, do you agree to the community guidelines of this location kind of shit? And, oh. and you're not going through gates. You're not like in, in the China level where it's like gate by gate to get in things. It's just kind of free. So people don't realize that they're now going to be interacting with entire areas that require some level of, <clears throat> of a transaction 
Um, and and you you could see how that's possible because it's like if pulling up a web page, right? Yeah, like, exactly, exactly. It just you just walk in and it and it tells you. And then if you disagree, you just step away. You're in. You can see the boundary basically. That mm-hmm. that would be the concept. And then inside this world, uh, the people who live there, they basically live in exchange for maybe way less rent in this new like world of like uh, UBI-ish crypto, um, what's it, a social credit, some weird combo of that. They, they live cheaper, but they pay with their data, just like all these platforms that we use are free. Where I can't believe it's free. It's a great platform. It's not free. They take your data. They study you. They study you're the product. They give you yep. the toy. And so if that's the, the natural, it's not natural, but I mean natural in trajectory, the outcome of this process is city as platform and that community guidelines is your, your, uh, your civil rights, your, your rights. You replace them with an agreement that's a corporate agreement. And guess what? They would get to say, well, you violated. You violated, so you don't get to, we won't just kick you out. That'll take a while. You just don't get to spend or they take some of your money that's hooked up to your system, right? You know, and then you have to learn your exactly you have to learn and you have to earn back your score by doing, you know, you know, telling, you know, using the right pronoun on someone. Right. You go around, you know, you know, like Super Mario gaining gaining coins. That's hilarious. Pretty much gamification, though. It's not that far off, actually, than Super Mario. It's gamification. But then you incorporate augmented reality, not just the full-on Ready Player One, because that'll exist. But it's more likely that a version of that will exist, because I don't think people are that immersive, actually. I think they still want... It's it's in us to want physicality, even. Um, So I think there's going to be these weird... um, that some of these cities are going to have a lot of blank um, structures, really cold, sterile shit. And that um, you're going to be able to customize what you see in these cities with these augmentations. And so you're in like your own world. Yes, there's a hard structure, but inside the hard structure, you get to see things your way and see people even your way, like metaverse stuff, which is really funny. Um, I thought about this, all these people, like, I want to be identified as this. I want to identify this. And then they go into this world. Right. And they think it's like, um, you know, it's like, uh, what's the term for just, you know, it's, it's like heaven for them where they're like, I finally get to identify how I want and be seen how I want. But the, uh, the, the funny part is in these worlds, you get to see other people, however you want to see them. And so here's this girl finally identifying as a unicorn slut, right? <laughs> You know, and then and then someone else goes in and she's like, I'm finally a year. And and to him, it's just like a, a fence post. It's like, a, you know, she's a vending machine, like whatever, something not what. And that's what's so funny about it. That's like the um, it's like it's kind of Faustian. You you sell that anybody can be anything. But the next step in technology would be anybody can be anything for you. So. <laughs> That's a major conflict. Yeah. 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 And they'll, they'll be sucked into it because of how, you know, immersive it is. You know, there, there's going to be some really dark, uh, addictive elements, you know, things they're going to, they're going to have to cross in our lifetime. They're going to have to talk about whether it's wrong to fucking bang Maggie Simpson. You know, like it's not Maggie Simpson. It's just a, you're like, what? Like they're going to be actually, they're going to have to actually create law about the technicalities of 
things that occur real to you with these new like Tesla body suits, right? They're going to eventually get the pain. They're going to get the orgasms. They're going to get the smells and they're going to have this weird, fully immersive thing. And, and uh, these poor people, you know, it's going to, they're going to be, their bodies are going to decay in these suits from muscle atrophy. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's so funny. And, but in the, but in the world, there are these trad, you know, (laughs) finally, you know, like, you know, they're muscular yeah. and, the, and then, the, and they're just like huddled up is <laughs> hitting the button, you know, like the, the button, the nurse hits and you automatically get the IV, whatever you need, right. The yeah. morphine, except it's just like Amazon kibble sludge, you know, and it oh, goes right. back into your belly button and you're like, insects. Yeah. 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 Insects. Sludge. <laughs> you're like, Oh, thank you. I needed a power up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's dystopian stuff, but there's so much humor there too. And um, again, that's, that's kind of my job is to go, how do I make, how do I beat them to the punch and show the absurdity of this? So at least it's there as a warning so that when it comes to, you can go, Oh, that I remember something like that. Like, that's funny. And then you don't take it as like seriously. And and also you don't get as scared of it again. You don't, you don't want to be afraid. You don't want to be afraid of things, a lot of stuff. Right. Right. And, and hopefully people realize through seeing some of that stuff, how absurd it is. Right. Right. Me- memes are so powerful. They, they really are. I think it is a, is a new medium for sure. Oh, That's it's great. Cool. I'm so glad I, I discovered it. And it's like, um, I don't have to draw really well. I can draw well, but I don't have to. Um, and so <laughs> it's almost useful not to, in, in my case, it's like, why busy? Like, it would be cool to do a busy thing, but why? Like you, you get the words, you really edit down what it's saying to the just core where nothing, there's no fat. That's the fun of it. It's not actually like I'm an artist drawing. It's like, how do I edit? So, you know, you know, I guess the ultimate edit is no words really. I mean, for pictures, but I like, I like using the dialogue. Yeah. It's telling, telling a story in, in like one, one frame or yeah. You know, and it cuts photography for me. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it cut, it cuts through all, all of nonsense. Um, you know, you see the truth of the matter, you see the absurdity. And uh, I often feel bad for people who are more like um, talking pundits where they're kind of like, and and people like that too, but it's like, you're going through and you're kind of, you have to explain all these things about the topic and like, you know, and then Nancy Pelosi and all this stuff. And, you know, I, I'm just so grateful that I can just go, oh, I, I can condense all of that, right? Some aspect of that in the stamp. And it's just, boop, and it just goes out. And then it, it, if it does well, it just ripples through everything. It's so fun to watch. It is. How, how do you feel about, you know, you've obviously been censored quite a bit, had your art censored. And mm-hmm. I, I'm an artist as well. Um, um, not, not the same type, but I've acting and, and mm-hmm. photography and music, all that. But, um, yeah. How do you feel about the, like, you know, unprecedented level of, of censorship on, on your art lately? And do you feel like, you know, I've always felt like the, the, the office of comedy is to offend. Yeah. You know, how do you yeah, feel totally. about that whole thing? Um, I think for one, it's an indicator. Like I take it as a badge at first. I, I never really. I probably complained the first two couple times where I was like, this is bullshit, you know, but then I was like, um, oh, it's a badge. Right. And then I got further deeper into my sort of my worldview. And then when I really look at it, as far as decency, I just don't agree with their standards, but I actually do agree 
like if I had my own system and I wanted to cultivate a certain standard of, of decency or kinds of people, not necessarily ideas, like, but ways of conducting, right? Cause I'm a, I'm a father and I believe in that. So in mm-hmm. a way I actually agree with the principle or the application of, of censorship, but I just disagree with the people and their worldview and how, what they're censoring. So mm-hmm. in other words, it'd have to be pretty gnarly, like, you know, any sexualization of children, I would, I don't care about free speech. I'm like, no, I, if this is my community, I'm, it's gone. Like, I don't yeah. care. I, oh, you're a free speech. Absolutely. No, I'm actually not. Um, I, I think free speech is good. I think the government should never throw you in jail for saying something. But if you have the opportunity as a man to protect your family or censor inside your house and outside your house to whatever extent you can to, to uh, relegate a standard, it doesn't mean there's like this punishment or you get to beat someone up or, but like a standard, you know, and, and I think people actually like that. It's just that it's been, in my view, it's been inverted and, um, and there's talk about a false dialectic we were talking about in the beginning. You mm-hmm. get this like Prager U conservative neocon crowd and they kind of go, oh, they're so censoring. And it's like and then you're like, yeah, but you guys aren't arguing what you your standards should be like what you want the standards should be. So you're not really arguing against censorship because you do have your own censorship. It's just like you don't want like you don't want someone to say that we didn't go to the moon. Like, like that's your, that's your boomer censorship for them. It's like, whatever, you know, criticizing whatever, some shit, you know, like the left and the right have their different key censor points. So, but, so now I accept it. Now I just go, Oh, I'm censored. And then in a way it adds the value of being finding me. It makes it like a fun game. Now I'm on, I'm going to be on my fifth account soon. <laughs> probably. Oh, probably. Um, and again, that's why I make books. I mean, that's why ultimate people can find me at my website made by Jim Bob. But um, but as far as the platforms, I'll always be skipping around and and doing new stuff and uh, and getting censored. You know, it, it almost is a natural filter for the people who are loyal supporters of me and, and actually want to follow me as opposed to just kind of being, you know, getting to that weird popular. I had one, I, once I, I had like 115,000 or something when they first canned me. Wow. And um, I, you know, I was like, whoa, it took a lot to get here. And that's even nothing. It's like, but for me, it was something. Uh, but I realized that was a number. And I also realized that the general, um, audience that it was it almost it didn't cause me to be more broad like softer with my tongue and like less sharp duller you know what mm-hmm. i mean duller oh broader I, I wasn't conscious of it but i think that actually did occur and uh and now i actually i uh, i i actually like more of a concentrated group and it's not to say i, I want a an echo chamber i'll i'll let anyone follow me i don't purposely keep it down there's something cool about um, reuniting with the people who definitely search you out, right? Who are, who are good fans, good, yeah, like, sure. you know, good people, fun. They find you and, and you realize that those are the people you're mostly interacting with. And actually, you know, if you're selling a book or whatever you're doing, you find that your loyal supporters are mostly the ones who are supporting you anyway. So it's like this weird, like, who are those other vague 
strange people, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm not as, um, I'm not a, I just have no, I'm almost ineffectual about the size of following now. Cause I know that's mostly nonsense. And uh, the majority of those people forget that they, they were following me anyway. <laughs> so very true. Yeah. Um, I want to keep you too long, but I did want to go back to the, the, the NASA thing a little oh, bit. Oh yeah. What, what <laughs> I want to know, what are the um, key? Elements? Yeah. What are the key points that people should know when questioning the moon landing slash space slash, you know? Uh, okay. Okay. Thing. So one, one thing is, um, well, I always ask someone to trust their intuition, review something that you just accepted wholesale. Right. And then just go back and review it using your intuition. Just kind of look at it. But, but beyond that, the best way I can describe it is let's say the first heart transplant occurred in 1969, right? We're amazed, amazing feat. And then years went by and, you know, throughout the, the next three or four years, they did it like three more times, four more times. And you're like, holy shit. And then you skip uh, along with the, the fast uh, trajectory and speed at which uh, technology develops in all other arenas, computing gets smaller, faster, processing, all sorts of weird technology, robotics, heat uh, technology that deals with heat and stuff like that. Um, skip to, you know, 2022 and you go, oh, can we do a heart transplant? And they're like, no, we forgot. No, we forgot how. <laughs> Would you, I, would anyone accept that? Like it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like you got to start there. It, you can't skip to what else that actually would mean. Just start with that one thing. Mm-hmm. A feat, the biggest feat ever, right? In human history, like, you know, documented such a big thing about it. It becomes the MTV music awards. It's literally a space movie every like three weeks. Um, and you go, well, oh, what a feat. And you, and you go, oh, why didn't they be, why aren't they back? And you ask, you know, NASA, you ask the director of NASA, Don Pettit. And he's like, well, the, we went and the technology, uh, we lost the technology and it's too hard to build back up. He literally said that. And then you get Elon Musk saying, well, we, we you know, people think technology just, uh, just spontaneously just comes. Uh, but, you know, we, you know, we, we built aqueducts and we forgot how to do that. So, you know, we went to the moon and we forgot how to do that. That is not reasonable. I reject that. I don't even need to get into, oh, this footage, that footage, what do they do? You know, all that shit. That's enough for me to go. Yeah, it doesn't look at all. It's the only technology that went backwards. And it's not, some people go, no, Jim Bob, duh. They don't need to. There's no reason. Uh, There's no reason. There's no reason to be have a have a, a vantage point, a study system, a study location on the moon, looking back at our system, looking in every direction, uh, something we might not see from where we are now. Like, um, I don't know, other actors that know the necessity of the moon in our system, uh, maybe threatening the moon if they have access. Oh, no, but no, America's the only one who did it. Uh, nobody, you know, like nobody can land a, land a man on the moon, right? Since 1968, as if like there isn't um, isn't this um, opportunity for a bad actor to to basically be like, you know, we're gonna go there. You can't stop me. You know, the, we 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 would have competing 
elements of trying to uh, trying to establish ownership even of of land. You know, if if the future that they keep telling us is true, you would have to deal with the land property element of it. That would be front and center because it would be right. We're on the precipice, right? We're constantly on the precipice. Yet 1968, 2022, swap it with a heart transplant. We can't do it. Not that we don't want to. We can't. They say we can't. Okay. And the best they can do is 66 Point six miles, bring a man up, do a fake free fall machine, right? You know, the rest, they say, you know, 250,000 or 250 miles up. Still, the new the new fundamental uh, standard for what is considered space is only like 300 miles. Now, it, this concept of deep spaces, they've they've taken that back. They've, they've, no, space is kind of like above the Carmen line. And now it, it's just like up there near the edge right that's where that's space that's now considered space where we always were taught no space is out there right you know it's out you know the moon is 253,000 or 238,000 miles there and back in 1962 they said they sent a probe around the sun that's 93 million miles away according to them that's 1962 okay and then and then the V2, the rocket, you know, by Werner von, von Braun, who studied it, um, all the way up into the mid 60s, uh, the best, the high, you know, you know, the furthest the V2 can go um, in, in like between like, I think it was like 62 and 65, 55 miles into the sky. Really? They skipped from that year to two, 230,000 there and back and back. So like this, the jump, the jump, and then you look at, I mean, there's little hints too. I mean, if you want to get into like the other parts, that's not, it doesn't actually validate anything or verify anything, but, but uh, you know, you get, um, you get Buzz Aldrin on, right. You, he's on Conan, Conan he's sitting there, right. He's going, Hey, I, I remember, you know, coming downstairs and, you know, you know, my family and my dad, and I watched you land on the moon. He was like, Buzz Aldrin. No, you didn't. Did you see that clip? I've seen that. Holy shit. He, but Conan didn't know what to do. He, he, what? <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you saw an animation. There was no TV cameras or up there or anything. How does Buzz Aldrin say there's no TV cameras up there? And then a bunch of people say, look at this footage of the lem taking off, you know, with this perfect pan. You're in, you're in, tele, you're in, uh, you make movies, right? You, you know, it was, yeah. <laughs> so you get this first time ever. Some guy in Houston with a remote control Atari doing a perfect pan up that's ever <laughs> happened of the lem taking off and, re, yeah. you know, going at it. You know, you know, this shit is all like um, it's like animated. Now, does the fact that I think that all of the footage, all of the media is fake, does that mean nothing that they can't do anything? Not necessarily. In fact, if it is a, if it's a diff, disinfo program that's worldwide that they kind of battle each other with what they have and what they don't have. Right. It's kind of like, Oh, we have this. And they're like, do they really have that? Um, if that's the game, it would make sense that you would create a nonsensical thing that's in dispute between people. And then again, a bunch of people who are loyal to it and a bunch of people like me who hate it. But then you, then you ask, well, if that's the case and they funnel all of this money 
$53 million a day to NASA, $53 million a day. Um, um, it makes sense that they would then use that money to, yeah, they'll do the little, you know, robotic stuff and all this stuff right on site. And they'll, they'll give a, a large portion to just mathematics and astrophysics, like theoretical stuff. And then, um, but I think um, that the development is probably local, that the actual development, the actual space program is actually within our, our site, like um, 60, 60 miles, 200 miles up that, that all the technology that would actually be useful and that, that, that war hawks would want that defense would want that um, uh, even industry, private industry would want would be more local. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's actually reasonable to me. I do think it's insane to say there's no use to go back to the moon being that it would be like, uh, first of all, there's less atmosphere. So you can maintain um, a system like an actual study center uh, easier. Um, But just, just the fact that you can, you can do advantage. In fact, um, Don Pettit actually did a whole Ted talk on why the moon is a perfect place to go and study. You know, it's totally opposite of what the NASA fanboys say. Oh, there's no reason to. But uh, to get back to the point, I think that the actual development that that is that is either done by NASA or is just funneled through NASA to do black ops weapon stuff um, would be uh, local. And that includes what we talked about. I think uh, uh, magnet, you know, magnet, machine, you know, weapons, electromagnet and magnetic weapons, sonic yeah. weapons. Um, holograms. I think holograms are going to be huge. I think the whole yeah. spraying of the, um, I have a, I have this hunch that the spraying, the chemtrails that actually turned out to be sulfate and different metallics that they're testing um, in the sky. And they're saying, Oh, we're going to stop the sun because of global warming. I actually think that um, they might be studying how to do holograms by spraying, um, you know, temporary condensed material or particles that are a lot like water particles, but more, more reflective and, Mm. and that they'll, they'll sell that as chem. Again, notice how all of the things they do are half true and they're always in dispute. It's like chemtrails are half real, right? They do spray stuff. They do spray aerosol sulfates in the sky and planes do it. And so when you see a plane, you know, you could either go, that's a plane just releasing normal shit, or it's that other thing that we now know is real. (laughs) So it's one or the other. Um, but, you know, they have people arguing about chemtrails. So there's like this way of controlling this, this narrative of it's either something ridiculous or it's just something normal. And to me, it would make sense that it's actually yeah. something that's not talked about, which is like yeah. a combination of the two. And uh, so, yeah. yeah, I think hologram stuff, um, invisible, like cloaking technology. And I think NASA yeah. doesn't actually do that stuff. I think that they're just a perfect open door. Um, there's, it's really... It's it's not too, that easy. There's always pushback, but um, it, they can actually secure the printing of money, you know, for them and stuff. They could be like, they could basically secure funding constantly. And I think that's what Elon Musk was ultimately for. Is that he was brought in, admittedly by his own words, he was contacted by NASA to reinvigorate NASA's space program, not this like concept of like. He's coming in and he's private. I think he legitimately wanted to do space stuff because he thought it was legit. And I think they got a little frightened because he might actually do something and find out something that he shouldn't 
and then they I think they contacted him. I think that's that's my hunch. It's total speculation, but I think they basically were like Elon, and we see what you're doing. Wouldn't it be great if we work together and then you build a rocket that we don't have to veer off into the Bermuda Triangle and hide forever? <laughs> oh, by the way, a Bermuda Triangle, don't go there. It's very scary. And people will get lost there all the I've time. Heard, I've heard that oh. theory before. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Right off, right off the coast. What are you gonna? What do you do? You make a rocket that goes up and down, so you don't have to keep doing that. <laughs> Elon's such an interesting figure. Like you know, he's. I don't know. I tend to think he's just like the best gatekeeper ever. Um, he's like but... a. He's like the. He's like a spokesperson. Remember, I was talking about um, availability cascades. He can do one tweet and make or break a certain trend or stock. And like, and, and he's like a, he's like a meme. He, he's not, not even like a person. He's like this, he's Iron Man for uh, excitement and confidence in technology investment. You know, he comes in, he's like, oh, we're going to do this. And they're like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, we should totally do that. Or he'll be like, this is probably not going to happen. And they're like, oh, you know, and they're like, oh my God, <laughs> pull out, you know, get your money out quick. So I think he does that. And I even think he does it through coding in his tweets. I think he actually um, projects secret, not so secret. It's not like this big, like Illuminati shit. It's like, it's just hints, right? I think they all yeah. do that. They give hints right. that are kind of, I don't know if it's actually would be considered uh, insider trading, but they're doing trolley hints where they... You know, it, you know the the waves crashing or some weird crypto it's like the rev- oh, revelation of the method thing that totally, Satanists totally, do and stuff. Totally, right? totally, yeah. yeah, yeah, and actually something about Elon Musk. I have a book called the uh, Cult of uh, the Black Cube, and it's a Saturnalian, yeah. like a rare book that I found because I was interested in what all these crazy people believe. And on the front is uh, this um, the symbol, which is like in physics they would look at it as Planck's constant symbol. It's like a little thing with a cross. Um, but on the front of this book, it's also the, the, the actual uh, symbol for Saturn, Saturn, like the worship of Saturn, you know? Yeah. And um, that is not a Saturn worship, by the no, way. No, I got, I got, don't worry, <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, and so, uh, yeah, he posted just a cryptic, that's all he did. He just posted that image. And then everyone's in chat. Oh, that's Planck's constant. Oh, that's this, and that. And I, and I posted, a picture of the front of the book and a picture of the thing he's posting. And I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. I was like, is he, is is this black cube worship stuff? And it was interesting because a lot of people didn't know that that even existed. It was only, you know, and that's why I think they get off on the cryptic shit because it's so exclusive. And once money's not an object, um, you know, it's not like everybody who's money is no longer an object. They just go straight to banging kids. They go to other things too. They go to like, um, (laughs) playing interesting games you know where where it takes more to get them off so to speak and it doesn't have to be sexual it's like a it's like a mental thing where you're bored you you have to elevate you know and and you know what i mean like uh when you have like all the cheat codes in a video game right it gets really yeah exactly exactly so they create (laughs) like weird games and that's why a lot of them go to the dark side because one you know nine perfect uh russian models at once how you know i mean like you're just gonna numb yourself and then you go well and then someone elbows you you go yeah are you bored yet and they're like yeah and they're like let's go downstairs to the 23rd floor under the getty museum (laughs) it's like 
what's there? And you're like, you don't get to find out until you go. And then when you go and you see it, it's too late. And then we hold it against you. Now we have leverage. And then, and then, you know, that's where um, that world, that's why it's so tied into, um, you know, the Epstein thing that these honey pot people who this shit actually exists, but then you also use that it exists by these people who seek the darkest shit possible, you know, because there's just so, you know, they're looking for material fulfillment for, um, f- for immaterial problems, spiritual problems, things that you can't fulfill with drugs, sex, or anything else that we, you can't, you shouldn't even talk about because it's so, some of it's so awful. But I think that world exists. I think, uh, you know, Musk probably knows it, but I yeah. think he, I think he does participate just on like the surface where he's just like, I'm not into that stuff. I'd rather, I'd rather figure out how to use the mRNA vaccine to turn us into butterflies. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might be right. Might be right about that. Uh, all right, man. Well, I don't want to keep you any longer. Um, but uh, yeah, where can people find you? You said madebyjimbob.com. Right. Madebyjimbob.com is my website. Um, I have a YouTube channel, Made by Jim Bob. Um, probably Shadow Band. I'm not sure how much you have to type out there. Um, uh, Made by Jim Bob 4 currently is my Instagram. If it's, if it's not there, try 5 or 6. Um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, I have a, my third re- most recent book is basically in the tail end of its inventory. Um, made by uh, Savage Means Volume 3, which is, uh, I called it uh, Cultura Ad Absurdum. Basically, it's a time capsule of the last two years of insanity. And it's mostly about the pandemic and all this shit. And it's a way, it's a hilarious way um, to keep memes that would otherwise be erased from the internet in a physical form. So you can get that on my website if, if you want to support Excellent. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming by and, uh, and talking to me. It was a good time. And I hope you'll, I hope you'll come back sometime. Totally. I will. It was a great conversation. So what is it? Um, so you were in entertainment and acting and then you, you escorted yourself out of there fully or to just kind of, you just <laughs> pretty much as far as like film and television, I'm, I'm pretty fully out at least for the foreseeable future. Um, and to like, to be honest, I don't, I don't feel like I fit there yeah. anymore, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but yeah, I was doing that for a long time and I just kind of like, yeah. yeah. And then are uh, you doing this full time? And uh... yeah, uh, I mean, th- I kind of just did this cause I, I don't know. I, I wanted to talk to people and mm. I was just meeting all these cool people and um, with, with different perspectives and I figured, yeah, podcast, you know, cool. that'd be something cool to do kind of like in the artistic space nice um yeah other than that i don't i don't really know where my life is going <laughs> nice are you that's honest are you and you said you're in new york city still yeah unfortunately yeah are you trying to escape there or is that kind of like because new york people i know um i don't have it because i'm a hick but new york city specifically they're just they're so bonded and they almost need the maze of it and and there's this a deep connection where it's almost like a part of their their extension of their body to some extent, like you'd be breaking up with someone like yourself uh, to leave. But, but at the same time, you have to be feeling the weight of just the trajectory. It's just going to be London. It's just going to be England. Yeah. I got to tell you, man, I, I've always loved New York city. Like 
I moved to L.A. for a little while and I was like, oh, fuck that. And then I came and I came back because I missed New York City. I've always like I've always loved New York City. And just this whole thing made me like, I don't care. I I need to be away from these people like these people are insane. Yeah. You know, it's just it's not worth it anymore as much as I I love it. Yeah. Um, Where are you going to go? You want to you're going to be a cowboy? <laughs> Dude, <I'll>, <laughs> doesn't sound so bad to me, really. I mean, after these past two years, I'll I'll ride a cow, ride a horse, whatever. Is your family there? Um, my my family's in Florida, actually. Um, where I wouldn't mind going as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm just pretty much all alone in New York. <laughs> oh, you gotta get out of there, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I got a I got a girlfriend here okay. keeping keeping me. Oh, keeping you good. That's good. <laughs> Until she finishes up with some stuff and then, you know, hopefully we can is escape. She, is she on board with you? She's gone seen the nonsense and she's like, holy shit. Yeah, I, I kind of rescued her from the from the wolves uh, a little bit. Um, and she's she's not as deep as me, but she she gets it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like every- it's almost like they're not. It's almost like it's our job to make sure they don't go as deep as us. We, we see the perimeter and we go, okay, we'll just, you know, don't (laughs) get too in there. Cause then, you know, cause you, cause you don't want to bombard them with like the, the, what is it? The woke hammer of, of fear and the things that we can handle looking at, but you know, you can't just assume they not only that can they handle it, but do they even want it? Like why give them the weight of some (laughs) weird knowledge when you could just like dip them, you know, dip them and kiss them you know I, pr- I probably bombard her a little too much i'm like yeah i'm watching a three-hour lecture on satanism check this out <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> and funny. She's, she's just like oh wow yeah like she's <laughs> like she comes home and she's like honey you want let's do something romantic you're like right after i finish this three-hour documentary of satanism and cut and cutting <laughs> and cutting but i'm really like i'm really i've gotten into like all that occult stuff because i want to know exactly like what's going on and and you know all the weird things they do i'm just i'm fascinated and terrified by it you know i know you can't go too deep i'm telling you i did it i did it with this like the saturn shit and all sorts of weird stuff. And I, I got up, you know, I want to know what they're doing. I want to relay it. I want to, I want to be the source, but you get into it and, um, you know, it, it can get you. It's not like you start buying it. It's just that it can, you know, I'm sure you've experienced. It's just like a little diminished light, you know, yeah, it's like a yeah. dampened wet light. You're like, I know now. And you're like, <laughs> I know now. Yeah. And then you like you can't function in normal society anymore yeah. because you know too much. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, yeah. You're talking to someone. You just they're just like, and you're like, you have no idea. You got like, no idea. Like someone today told me like, oh, I have covid right now. I just I can't talk to that person. Yeah. 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 I know. Like, I know. no, you don't. Oh, I've I've dealt with that, too. I just go. Yeah. And then and I'm like, how do you know? <laughs> and I just I just ask them like really light questions like yeah uh, and it's weird they're they're almost you start to notice that some people are invested in part of the narrative but they're not as invested in defending the narrative as they are you know they're kind of just like this in between very like do- docile you know so you don't want to like push them but you yeah. realize they're not also defending it fully either just kind of like yeah and then you're like, and then you question you go. 
what do I do with this person? Like, (laughs) (laughs) like, do they just get out of it? And then I just trust and have faith in in that that's going to happen. Or like, do I just jet? Like, do I, do I use the sword or the little like dagger, you know, you're like, you know, you just like sink it into them while you hug them. goodbye. (laughs) I feel bad for those people. Like, yeah, I feel bad saying anything to those people. Right. Cause it, you don't know. And then you don't even know if it's worse because of the indifference, you know, cause like, at least, you know, what you're dealing with when someone's like, yeah, yeah I expect you really almost died. Right. And you're like, okay, I know where you're at. I don't believe you at all, but I know exactly how to navigate this. But the in-between is this weird gray. You don't even know if you're supposed to <laughs> rescue them. They're or, just weirdly apathetic about it. Yeah, they're everything. just like, yeah. Like that, that would mean like, even if you resolved it and they were, if you just like hit them over the head with just a fat woke pill. And then, <laughs> and then the outcome was, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like, you know, there wasn't, there was no like, glory yeah and then they'll just keep doing like the same shit like right, just right. follow the narrative because yeah. they don't care enough like they it's just so don't weird. care yeah actually i've met a lot of people that are convinced of nonsense and then i'm like yeah but so what did you do and they're like yeah i just i mean i got it i mean it's a risk it's like you know i got the jab i mean <laughs> i know people are dying and like losing half their face like dripping down their face uh but <laughs> this is a numbers game it's really just that convenience thing you know and that's like leverage man that that convenience thing where you just want to keep your pragmatic life in the same routine and the disruption alone for a society that's mostly decadent and luxurious we don't deal with where's the bread come from like the food is not necessary it's like how am i going to log in is not identical to how am i going to eat you know and so (laughs) It's funny that we think starving and all that shit is, is terrible. Like we're just like, and it would be, but in a different way, it's like, we have this decadence dependence where we're enslaved, but with abundance, like enslaved by abundance. It's so weird, very weird. And that's like, ends up being the, the currency, you know, the, the currency of the future is, is, is uh, compliance because of convenience and like, it, it's you know, amazing. Pay. I don't understand those people. Like it was such a no brainer for me. Right. It was like, Hey, we rushed this thing for nine months and uh, yep. we don't really yep. know what it's going to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> like, no, fuck that. It's, and they're uh, just was... like, well, I can't get into this concert. <laughs> I know. Weird. So I, I did a cartoon. It was a guy uh, getting in, in injection with a football jersey and the doctor's like, I bet you're really excited to get all uh, immune. He's like, what? Um, he said, immune. I want to go to the game. You know, it's like, it's like, that's actually how a lot of people are. They just, they're yeah. like, well, I survived driving a car for 30 years. So, I mean, why not inject myself with cellular programming? <laughs> <laughs> it even does that. I don't know what the hell it does, but it ain't good. It's, it's no, crazy. I, I don't even, I don't even know. I think, uh, I think, from the money scheme side, I think at least half of it does nothing or it might do something, but it doesn't matter enough. And then I think the rest is uh, directed in my view. I think it's directed toward women. I think, uh, I think yeah. there is something that gets produced in, in some way. Uh, I don't know how. Um, and then it can, I think it can affect um, people's just biology in some weird way. I, I don't know. Maybe it, maybe they're messing with you so that, 
in some unknown way so that they can then have the next thing to fix it or something like that. It could be, it could be not as crazy as like, they know exactly how to sterilize everybody. You know, it could be just more like, yeah, it's like this new thing. We're just trying. And uh, we really want to get the ball rolling on it. So if you accept MRNA generally as some thing, right. In, In general, I think what they would, want to do at least from the pharmaceutical perspective is basically transfer everybody's um, maintenance of their body um, over to somewhat of an update system, just like Mac- Microsoft, where even if it was bullshit, they could still convince people, you know, just like seeing the nerd, what is it? The nerd place the, in Mac geek oh, squad, geek squad kind of, yeah. they'll make it like that. And they'll, and they'll be like, you get your update, you know, and they'll turn, they'll try to treat, humans like a programming system an operating system and try to turn convince the people that they're what they call our immune system is an operating system and that you need the updates to keep it viable and then people will be like well i already did it so i'm gonna just go for it and i think that is a cash cow and also something they can use to just hide uh you know something that actually damages your body when you inject it um, in some way. And, and then guess what? Like you said, our exposure to all sorts of other shit that we, that we're constantly around. And, and there's so many variables that, um, that in 10 years, any, anything that might be an effect of a jabby jab would be lost anyway. You, you wouldn't be able to tie it because of all the other yeah. things that we participate in. Like um, even healthy people, even people are woke. There's shit I eat that I shouldn't eat still. So like if I get sick from what are, this or that and it's from eating or just where I'm in, where I am or you in the city like just just all that shit around you like yeah. whatever it is it's like they make it so there's plausible deniability anyway so you can't what are you going to do do another example uh, an actual scientific um experiment with real people over the course of 10 years of injecting them with mRNA the same shit and see what ha- you'd have to do that basically to prove that's why you kind of the justice yeah. part, you gotta, I don't know. We all have to realize it's not futile. So it's not, you don't want to be pessimistic. It's just that when you really think about what's required um, to do, to like deliver some sort of level of justice, if that's your, your thing, um, it, it's really uh, overwhelming. You know, when you think about it, you almost go, well, what, what can I do person to person? You know, I always try to reroute yeah. people to, to good conversations, expression, uh, love and affection for people, um, even the people you think are lost. And um, if they're wearing a mask, um, go up to them and don't shame them. Go, let me see your smile, you know, and jet and uh, jar them out of it. True. Yeah, I try to do that as much as I can. Yeah. But Cool. Well, awesome talk. Uh, when it's uploaded, send me the link. I'd be happy to send this to my i think uh, people would really enjoy this conversation yeah man me too yeah thanks so much i will send you i'll send you the link as soon as i have it up The information presented in this program is not intended as legal, health, or nutritional advice. It is provided for informational purposes only. Alighton does not endorse nor accept responsibility for any statements, views, or opinions expressed by its guests.